0: Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos, or even things that
1: don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything.
0: Craig! Tell the world by signing on the dotted line. <laughs> <laughs> Hold Wait on. A <laughs>
1: that as far as we get
0: hold on hold on no no okay I'm hold just on laughing because okay I have, to, I have to try to hit a higher note okay, here. okay the, high note tell the world that we finally see that you signed on the dotted line you choose <laughs> the <cooks>. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: that is so perfect your your voice is not uh is not one I imagine that's that's given to falsetto
0: very easily no <laughs> um, yeah and uh yeah so that was uh, a song by sarah barellis um and uh so we we hit all the all the genres here yeah
1: yeah um, we do here on this fine podcast
0: yeah on this podcast versus everyone
1: yeah um, that's us
0: i'm craig powers hell yeah you are with me is jeff Newser. that's me um, we have no new recruits signed on. It's just still us, <laughs> but we also have unlimited eligibility. So. Yeah.
1: It is pretty remarkable that we, we've we sort of, you know, pretty much every week for the last year, and it's just you and me, every week.
0: Once with Sherwood and once with Brett. That's
1: right. Once right. But that was, that was additional. That was, you know...
0: Extra wasn't. episodes. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think it would be cool, though. I don't know. Maybe... See, like we kept waiting last year for every like for something to get slow. And what are we going to talk about? And I, I don't know, maybe that's never, ever going to happen. But if it does, I feel like it'd be cool to have have some of the uh, lesser known uh, Coug Center authors on, you know, maybe get B.A. on here and, you know, get Scott on here and Nick, Nick, who you met, who I've never met. Well, I've met him so, multiple times. Cause multiple he, times?
0: Because he used to be a <sighs> bouncer. He used, he used oh, to be a right. bouncer that's at, right. uh, at that's Mike's. Right. So. That's right. That's right.
1: Yeah, so I think that'd be cool. Get Kevin on. Get, you know, get Emma on. That'd be awesome. That'd be hilarious. I would just sit back and let you guys tell
0: jokes. Yeah, jokes. That'd be funny. Well, jokes. going to school for jokes. For days, for jokes so. Yeah,
1: it's pretty. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't know you could go to school for jokes.
0: If there's a city, I would like Chicago. Would Chicago be the one. would be the one, yeah. Chicago.
1: Chicago and New York would be the two, I think, yeah.
0: where uh, where you might do that. So, anyway, what's up? Not much. Um, I'm not going to school for jokes right now, so I guess I'm <laughs> out of those. Just <laughs> we we're done with jokes, and we know none of these new seven WSU signees are going to school for jokes because there is no comedy major. That's right. At wsu otherwise be. i'm sure emma would be there but, should be um yeah so pretty uh pretty good day um yeah i thought it was a great day to be honest r- rose are rose are uh overall recruiting uh average rose are ranking um pulled in some really cool guys uh you know some really cool stories and then uh some surprises uh getting back to Getting back to our, our roots in recruiting, yeah, um, all all around. I think a, a really nice kind of um, add on uh, class for uh, Rolovich and his staff here. Um, but yeah, let's start. We, we um, you know I, the big get uh, probably was uh, Alfonso Iwak, and we we talked about him a few weeks ago when they uh, when they offered him, and we mm-hmm. we um, and and it sounds like you know this is kind of a product of. Uh, Rolovich committing to recruiting Washington and so uh, you know that hopefully he can continue to pull guys of that caliber um, it's nice to flip him from a, a Pac-12 school Arizona who has had a uh, um, who it, because of when that happened uh, in the 247 uh, recruiting rankings WSU went from 12th in the conference to 11th and woohoo! Flipped- Not only flipped a recruit from Arizona, but also flipped positions with them in Arizona. Yeah. uh, Suck it, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah.
1: My principal went to Arizona. Sorry, Jason.
0: Suck it, Jason.
1: Suck it, boss. He'll probably never hear this. (laughs) And if he did, he'd probably laugh.
0: Arizona, 64th uh I don't yeah. know feel like that would be a better place and with, with someone and everything. don't you
1: though don't you feel like it should be yeah <laughs> it's they're right up there with Arizona state where you're just like how are they? now I know Arizona state we all feel like you know maybe has a little more going for it but it's still you're like yo you're in Arizona it's close to California it's you know like the weather's nice you should have a really easy time recruiting people uh, but then again I've been to Tucson and so, yeah I can I yeah it's it's not that attractive of a,
0: of a place but anyway Not as attractive as Pullman.
1: no hell no hell no um yeah so you know I feel that that feels great you know to flip that guy from Arizona um to get him you know you kind of mentioned the emphasis on Washington you know I I'm curious to see how long that that can really uh play out and last um you know I feel like uh, Oywak was You know, probably I don't I don't want to say a special case, but I I think his case was was at least a little unique. Uh, You know, he's a guy who, um, you know, appears to have a ton of talent, uh, 24 seven sports, you know, rates him a four star guy rivals in ESPN don't. And that's, you know, 24 seven says, well, that's because we, you know, reevaluate a kid multiple times. And this kid, you know, blew up as a senior and he really focused on football. And, you know, for the first time, he's, you know, really starting to show what he can do. And, you know, ESPN arrivals don't do that. And so once you're, you know, once they look at your junior tape and give you a number, then that's just what you are. Right. So, you know, there's, there's probably some of that where he was a little bit under recruited because of that. Um, You know, he ends up committing early to Arizona, um, ends up kind of hanging on, waiting to see what else materializes. Um, you know, and so then comes, in comes a new coach and the new coach says, Hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to hit it hard in Washington. Okay, great. You know, so he walks into this kid's living room and says, you know, Hey, be, be at the forefront of, of this Washington movement. When you're a new coach, you kind of get one shot at that, right? You know, being like, you know, we're, we're doing a new thing. It's a culture change, right? Um, you know, Paul Wolf's, uh, it wasn't his his uh, first, you know, partial class. It was his first full class where you saw that he had guys like, you know, Marquise Wilson and Jeff Toole and, Um, you know, so, and there were some other guys in that class, I think, uh, Dayon might have been in that class as well, Dayon Buchanan. So, um, you know, there was some real talent in that first full class that Paul Wolf put together because, you know, Paul Wolf can show up and be like, Hey, yeah, we had a real rough first year, but, you know, come be a part of this new thing da. you know, so coaches can kind of get away with that. And then, you know, if after a couple of years, the results aren't really following, then of course, you know, you fall off the cliff, like, like Paul Wolf did. And so, you know, coming back to this one, I feel like there may have been a little bit of that where you've got just kind of this confluence of events where everything worked together. Rolovich is able to sell him on, hey, you know, be a part of this Washington movement. And, and it all worked together. You know, he flipped from a program that, you know, really looks like it's it's taken a nosedive anyway. Um, and so, you know, the heat, you know, if he goes to Arizona, maybe his coach is there for, for – you know, one more year. Right. That's and that's part of it. It's got yeah. Be. And so, you know, and here you've got a brand new coach who is definitely is not going anywhere for at least a few years. Not unless some program wants to pay a massive amount of money to take him away. Um, so, you know, I think you put all those things together and you get this kid now, can it be the beginning of something more, you know, can the program, you know, going forward, point to this guy and say, Hey, look, you know, this guy's in, you know, are you in, you know I mean? That kind of deal. So I do think it can have that kind of positive effect, but I, I don't know that, you know flipping him over was you know entirely due to just being like we're going hard after Washington um so for whatever that's worth
0: um yeah and he he did say like he liked the Washington you know emphasis and obviously yeah. having mike bush um as the his head coach uh he was probably wondering why the Cougs weren't going after him but uh probably um and but so that probably helped a lot in in pushing him over um one thing I did notice he said is he, he he's excited to uh help recruit more Washington kids so yeah. hopefully that pays some dividends obviously we have some talent in the state not not like a ton obviously not rich like California or or even some of the southern states but but obviously if we can pull a few guys more guys um more of the top guys yeah. that, that'd be great you know
1: I mean, I don't know that we're ever getting the top guys. You know, I mean, yeah. just that's that's been Washington's. Uh, that's the place where Washington has lived forever. You know, I mean, they're just you know, if a kid or, is a four-star or national, or, or national, right? They're either leaving the state to go to a huge program or they're going to Washington. um, you know, the four-star kids we've traditionally gotten have been kids from the east side of the state who have had some sort of connection to the program in some way. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that either. You know, I mean, you put yourself in a position, hopefully, to get those guys. But I, I think the guys you want to get are the, you know, the high three-star kids who are... You know, heading elsewhere. I mean, you saw it in basketball, too. You know, Noah Williams was that kind of kid. Right. Um, You know, a high three star kid who was heading to Buffalo um, because, you know, he wouldn't even (laughs) take a phone call from Ernie Kent. So, uh, you know, I think those guys, OIWAC, you know, guys like that, um, you know, these are the guys that I think you want to get. You know, you want to try and keep those guys home. And, you know, I mean, as, as much as I sort of poo poo it a little bit and just be like, who cares where the talent comes from? I mean, I will say it is cool. And and I don't know how you feel about this, but I mean, it is cool when you have a certain number of kids from Washington, you know, they, it feels like they are. And I think this is where a lot of the, the curmudgeons kind of, kind of feel it is, you know, they, they want to feel like the team is them, right. That they're one of us. Um, you know, so there is a little bit of that. I mean, I don't, I personally don't need that, you know, to feel good about the team. Like, I don't really care where they come from as long as they play well. Um, But I will say that just sort of, uh, you know, on the margins, yeah, it's cool if you've got, you know, a bunch of guys from Washington and particularly maybe Eastern Washington where, um, you know, sort of all identify with that because of, you know, because where the school is.
0: Yeah. So um, we're uh, going to win the Apple Cup now. Yeah, forever. Uh, Yeah.
1: Forever because we now have two kids from Washington in this recruiting class instead of just one.
0: Yep. So doubled it up. Apple Cup insurance. Apple Cups. Yeah. Every, every day, all the time. Yeah. That's ours. Um, so other guys, uh, Chow Smith, another flip from Wyoming. No surprise there. We brought over half the defensive staff from Wyoming. Yep. Including defensive coordinator. Um, another cornerback. Um, uh so uh, you know that's what he uh, projects as could be a, another guy um yeah. but yeah but uh yeah you know possible returner so that's um that's uh that's a good get um, obviously WCU is in desperate need of secondary help and they they yep. focused on that yep. um and that's really good to see but mostly focused on defense with as he said they as uh, rolovic said they would in his intro intro conference uh, they mostly focused on defense and they got some they got some um interesting guys for sure um you know uh it'd be it'd be great if these were guys that you know could at least at the i mean I, i given what's there you know they might not just be depth they might be playing who knows but um, hopefully that we we immediately have more depth um, at cornerback and in the secondary. So that's something yep. that we we were without last year. Yeah,
1: so. yeah, for sure. And you know, one of the things I think that's interesting is uh, you know you talked about you know flipped a guy from from Wyoming. You know, we've talked about you know we flipped a kid from Arizona. Um, you know, and and then one of the receivers we picked up you know flipped from Hawaii. Now, granted, he was he's going to go to Hawaii to play for play for Rolovich and, right. and those guys, but. Um, you know, if you're thinking like, well, geez, you know, how good can these guys be? Um, you know, the kids who, you know, four of the kids who uh, who signed today are were immediately in the top half of our class by rating. Yep. <laughs> so Oyak is is now our second recruit. Uh, Jay Wilkerson is now our fifth recruit. That's the receiver who flipped from Hawaii. Uh, Fa Fa Faamo. <laughs> I probably ruined that. I'm sorry, sir. I was waiting I am, for that one. <laughs> I am sorry, young man. Uh, I'm trying. I will learn it. I will learn it once I see a pronunciation guide. I promise. Um, if, if you get this podcast in Samoa, um, but he's, you know, he's a kid. He's, he immediately was the number six recruit in our class. Uh, Mike Petway, the receiver who they got, he's number 11. Uh, and then, and I believe it's Shaw Shouse. Smith. I think it's Shaw. Oh, Smith oh, is is yeah. the way I heard Chaz now pronounce it. So anyway, Makes he's, sense. so he's number 12. So it's like so. All those guys are in the top half of our class, top twelve of our class. Um, you know that. Uh, you know I think sort of we we alluded to this before that you know the the recruiting class that Leach was putting together was uh, not good. You know again again May you know. They may know something we don't know. These guys may turn out to be awesome. The guys in the bottom half of this class and, you know, it may be a situation where the coaches really, really just believed in the guys they had and and time will tell. Uh, But if we just go strictly by recruiting numbers, which have been, you know, pretty accurate in terms of the guys, you know, when we look at the guys that Leach has recruited, who have uh, really contributed and played well, um, you know, most of those guys are guys who were, you know, mid to upper level three-star kids, Um, you know, we were, you know, the class was really full with like lower level three star kids and it's, it's really tough to put together a good class with a class. That's mostly those guys. Um, you know, you really got to mix in, mix in some other dudes. And and the other thing is that, you know, the, the D commits we had, most of those guys were in the top half of the class. So, um, so really good. You know, I, I think this was, you know, I don't know how you feel about it, but this, I think this was about as, I mean, I think this is kind of a kind of a touchdown i mean it's i don't know that we could have really hoped for um anything better on you know on short notice especially with the early signing period
0: yeah absolutely and then um something that i think should have people excited is to uh be grabbing kids from american samoa again yeah Um, two of them yeah it's awesome i mean uh, some of those 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 best grinch defenses at wsu had tons of you know Samoan dudes and yep <laughs> or not just Samoan dudes but Polynesian yeah guys making so up don't... the line you know because yeah. the line
1: is where we have the tough time recruiting right the defensive line and and those guys were the staples
0: yeah absolutely and so they you know they have uh I'll try this one Antonio Tuiava Pule I think it's Pule yeah yeah and so he um yeah so he'll come in uh, and play right away uh you
1: yeah I imagine so
0: yeah and uh, obviously sometimes there's some transition with uh, J C to um to uh major college ball. Yep. But um I, I think we need help, so he'll probably I mean he'll get every fly.
1: opportunity for sure.
0: But yeah, and Fi you know, Failili uh, um you know, getting the the top top uh top recruit from Samoa, which, you know, seemed to be a, a regular occurrence when uh, Big Joe was um uh on our staff yep um so to get back to that just because that's a it's the type of thing that WSU needs to do to find talent they need to mine uh areas that uh especially for you know on defense in, in positions of size um that's really like we need to go different places where uh other programs don't don't go. And, and, obviously Samoa has been a, a great place. Um, a lot of great guys, uh, from, you know, either who have, you know, have, uh, uh, be, basically, you know, family there or are from there. Um, it, it's, it's been a good place for WSU. Um, yeah. So, and then a couple of receivers and, uh, Petway and Wilkerson, uh, all, yeah, the class
1: uh, was, the class was light on receivers, you know, heading into it this, was. This okay. last week, not that we don't have you know a million receivers on the roster already, but you know if you're playing four receivers uh, as they're going to be doing, just like we have been, uh, you know, taking you know three or four receivers in every class is pretty standard. And so, um, you know, feeling pretty good about about the guys that we got. I think I, you know I like the kid they picked up today, uh, Jay Wilkerson from Texas. Uh, you know he's pretty light, but um, yeah, six kind of a long, yeah, he's a he's a long strider. You know, really, you know, seems to profile as an outside receiver type. Uh, you know, Petway's kind of the same. You know, speedy guy. Um, you know, he, he comes from Alabama. You know, to my untrained eye, um, and, and this could be as much to do with the video as anything else, but um, looked like he was a little raw as a route runner. And again, this is untrained eye. I'm not a coach, so you know, whatever, take that for what it's worth. But um, the highlight film was really filled with a lot of a lot, a lot of go routes, um, a lot of really kind of. Uh, you know routes he was running where he was was just sort of like kind of jogging into some space and then catching the ball Um, didn't look like a real real precise route so you know I wonder if maybe that's part of why he wasn't recruited as well because again not knowing necessarily the competition he was going against he looked very fast Um, so I, I do I do kind of wonder if maybe that's what um, you know, and he's, he's obviously, you know, not really a physical specimen. He's, you know, on the smallish side at 511 six foot. So, um, but I think that he, he really fits the profiles listening to the coaches on, um, on the signing day show with Matt Chazanow. Um, and I believe it was the offensive coordinator, Brian Smith, who, who was kind of talking about what they're looking for in receivers. You know, he said, really, we're looking for speed. Um, you know, if they're small, we don't really care if they're small, we're looking for speed. We're looking for fast twitchy guys. Um right. and you know these guys fit that profile and then you know it's really exciting when you start thinking about the current roster. Um, I was talking with Brian Anderson today and and you know we were talking about how, um, you know a lot of untapped potential I think with guys like uh, Travell Harris and and Renard Bell and absolutely and Jameer Calvin. You know, presuming Jameer Calvin can be, um, can be healthy. Uh, you know, these are guys who who are really fast and you know the way they were being utilized. Um, you know, I mean they just you know i'm not going to say they were being used wrong or anything i mean the air raid is what it is but um i would say that there was maybe a little bit of meat left on the bone with the, with the way those guys can run um felt like a couple of years ago we used renard bell that way as as a yep. field stretcher yep. uh maybe got away from that a little bit the last couple of years um so i'm actually really really excited to see what some of those guys can do in the slot um in a situation where you know they're being asked maybe to press a little more vertically um i think i think there's a lot of untapped potential there um and we got you know some big arm quarterbacks you know waiting to take over and and i think uh it's going to be it's going to be really exciting to see something a little bit different um you know that part's going to be fun and, and and i think the guys we got that are adding to this class are you know guys who can do that
0: yeah i think we we you know we've said a few times but i think really to sum it up this is uh it's about as good as you can expect, and, and you know I'm, I'm I'm excited about what they the guys they pulled in and 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 you know the the way they went about um, getting them and, and um, just the areas that you draw from should should keep people happy and and um, you know there's still it's, it's it's hey we're focused on Washington but they're still grabbing kids from Alabama and Texas and and just like the you know grabbing kids from the South grabbing kids from Texas like just like the last class what the, the last. Uh, uh, staff was. So, um, they, they still have a national eye. It's not just, you know, focusing on Washington. So, um, you obviously can't fill a roster with just Washington kids and compete. So, um, that's, uh, that's, it's great to, great to see. Um, obviously the real test of, uh, their recruiting ability will be next year's class. Um, and then the class after probably even more so, um, just, uh, you know when maybe that new new coach shine went uh yeah. you know rubs off but
1: but they do seem like they hustle you know i mean i think they that's definitely. what we saw is is you've got a group that really hustles and I, and i think that you know again i i don't want to the comparisons are inevitable right so i'm not saying the previous staff didn't hustle you know whatever I'm, i mean i'm sure they did but um you know this staff is is you know pretty notably young um, you know, I think yeah. on the whole, uh, they, you know, they have some veteran guys, I mean, you know, logos, you know, a veteran guy, I mean, they've got some veteran guys on the staff, but you know, on the whole, they're pretty young, you know, Rolovich is, I mean, Rolovich is younger than me by a couple of years, but still younger than me. Um, and so I think that there's, there's an energy there that's going to be a little bit different um you know you're you're gonna have that hustle from top to bottom because you're this is a staff that's used to hustling at hawaii i mean you've really got to hustle if you're getting kids to hawaii like that is i I don't know if the casual fan knows just how difficult it is to recruit there um it is it is definitely not for everyone and it's very difficult um and the thing is you don't want to like like Rolovich has even talked about this where he's like, you know, you, you, they're not trying to, to to trick kids to come to Hawaii. You know, they're very upfront about what it's like and they want to make sure these kids go into it with eyes wide open because there's nothing worse than getting a kid there who then gets homesick and, and bails on you. So, uh, you know, it's a guy who's used to being honest and forthright. And I think that that, again, fits right in with uh, with the WSU ethos um and, and they're going to hustle for kids and and I think again you saw today you know they were you know turning over cracks you know they went okay well here's this kid committed to Arizona and he's from you know Washington he hasn't signed yet and you know maybe we got a shot let's see if we can get in the door with him and you know sure enough they're able to flip him you know you get a couple of kids from Samoa one from you know who's high school or you're going to be a freshman from Samoa one who's you know a junior college kid who didn't seem to be really highly recruited but you know maybe has some potential you know they're out there turning over rocks and and this is Staff that's used to doing that they're going to need to do that going forward and, and i think that you know you look at these these first handful of guys and go you know yeah i mean that's um you know it's exciting to think that you know maybe they can you know do some things uh, in the next year
0: yeah um it's pretty nice i just noticed uh that what you wrote on the uh, this this is episode nice. Uh, <laughs> it I didn't is. I didn't realize that. it is the
1: nice episode.
0: Episode number sixty nine. Very, mm, nice. very uh, nice. I would have if I would have paid attention, I would have played that more in the <laughs>
1: Would've played that more with your song, would have picked picked a different song.
0: Yeah, probably would have. <laughs> yeah.
1: It is an explicit show, Craig. We <laughs> yeah. do get the explicit rating. Yeah, we get the explicit rating. <laughs> Fuck yeah, we do. Hell yeah. 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 I don't know. Anything else about the recruiting class? What are you thinking?
0: Um, I don't know, man. No, no. Uh, it's only, it's only, <laughs> it's only seven. It's not like normal signing day. back. Yeah, I know. Back, we had, back, only got so back. many
1: kids to talk about.
0: Back in our day when like this day was, oh, my uh, God, an insane day. We had to have like all hands on deck on Coug Center. And-
1: I know. Like people, I, you know, if, if people who listen to this show who, um, you know have have been maybe long time readers of the website why why don't you tell them what signing day was like behind the scenes like I don't know maybe people don't care but
0: like I mean, it, it was, was it
1: was a thing
0: it was you know weeks of prep um we had a uh, I, I, we 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 prepared like just because it the just the search engine juice you got from it was huge um and even you don't really get that with the early signing day at this point so there was a pressure to you know, do as much as you could. And obviously at that point, we're trying to make more of a name for ourselves in the, in the community than we, than we are now. And, and so, yeah, we just had that. We, there was so much coordination around, um, you know, what we were doing that day. Uh, I don't know if our readers might remember the, the, uh, the all day live, uh, chats, the Q and A's, uh, those are fun. Uh, uh I those are really fun. um, Shout out to, uh, one of our old writers, Kyle Rancourt, who always, uh, kind of, uh, led those and lost much sleep on recruiting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we tried to go from, you know, 5am until whatever, 6pm yeah. or something. I mean, we would do like 12 hour live chat, uh, back in the
0: day. Yeah. And we, that was always fun. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, fax machine cam. Somebody mentioned yeah.
1: that today on Twitter.
0: Yeah, I remember fax machine, cam. Probably is, I don't even know that it's probably not relevant anymore. But it's
1: I, I assume they don't fax them in anymore. But I, I would I would assume they take a picture with their phone and message it or email it. That'd be my yeah,
0: guess. Yeah, I think I think that's like uh, it's acceptable legally for most documents at this yep. point. So yep. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was that that was an exhausting and fun day. And, and like when
1: Craig like, says weeks of prep, like he's not exaggerating. Like we would spend weeks writing individual stories for every kid that was expected to sign. We'd and it was 25 all, these, all in one day. It was 25 all in one day. And we'd have, you know, and we'd, every time a, a letter would come in, we'd publish the story. Uh, you know, so if anybody ever wondered like, well, how did they get those up so fast? Well, that's how <laughs> we wrote them yeah. beforehand. Yeah, uh, I would,
0: uh, I I know more than one occasion I, I took the day off like for yeah. my actual yeah. job because yeah. I just knew it would be like so. It's also that. And then uh, um, I remember how uh, crazy we would blow it out on even when, when, obviously, WSU has never been in a tournament since we were uh, a yeah blog, But, but yeah. we would blow it out on uh, March Madness the first yep. the first week. And, yep. and we'd just have so many people chatting on the site. And we'd throw up so many posts. Like, it was Those are big days. Uh, Maybe we should do that.
1: We should maybe do that again. I feel like there's. I feel like there's some space for that again. I remember. I
0: remember. I stopped because I put up those game threads and no one would comment.
1: Yeah, maybe if we pump it up, be like, "Hey, let's a little little streaming, a little retro streaming and threading."
0: Yeah, streaming and threading. The old streaming and and threading. Fax cam and threading. That's right. Um, I remember. one of Leach's, I think, Leach's first full recruiting class. Uh, we had a couple guys that were in hat ceremonies, so yeah, those were always a big deal. We're just yeah. staring at some high school webcam thing. Yeah. Like, I'm
1: yeah. going to be honest, I don't hate not doing all that weeks of prep for signing day.
0: Anyway. Oh, me neither.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it's you know, it's there's a little bit of like, oh, yeah, remember when? And there's also a lot of like. Thank God we don't do that anymore. <laughs> so because the early signing, day this is the thing because like early signing day comes, you know, for us lately, it's been, you know, between the end of the season and the bowl game. So it's like, um, you know, it's not a situation where it used to be where, okay, season's over, you know, basketball's, you know, shitty or whatever. So let's blow out signing day because people get really, really excited. Well, now, you know, almost everybody signed, you know, 80% of the class signs on the early, early day and everybody's thinking about you know christmas and bowl game and you know so the the sign just kind of you know it's kind of comes and goes and you know you, you we do what we do now and you know eh. so
0: we're just we're just not as young anymore Jeff, and we just don't have the that's enthusiasm. that's the real
1: that's the real issue i'm 42 now and i'm like fuck
0: i don't want to do that Dude, i I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm almost 35 i started <laughs> i started on this site when i was Twenty-three,
1: I think. Yeah. Well, you know, some of us are. Uh,
0: you were uh, younger than me when you started. Yeah. Way younger yeah. than me.
1: Yeah, I know. It's. Uh, I, I was. I think I had just turned thirty. I think when I started. So. That's what. Yeah, that's what it was. It was the uh, the summer after my thirtieth birthday. I just had uh, had my son, had my first son, Joshua, wow. and now he's about to be a teenager. <laughs>
0: And so is uh, so is Kook Center.
1: I know. Kook Center is about to be a teenager. We should throw it a, I don't know, a teenager party and a bar- a have the sex spot. talk with it. <laughs> hey, Center. Center. Hey, Kook Center. I need to talk to you about the birds and the bees. You know, when a man loves a woman. We'll get Craig to sing a song.
0: When a bag man loves a recruit.
1: <laughs> should we take a break?
0: Yeah, let's take a break.
1: All right. And we're back. We're back.
0: You drinking any beer?
1: I am, dude. I never thought you'd never ask. What are you I'm uh I'm having another hair of the dog. And uh. so I got this for Christmas. Okay? Um and you know it was so funny. So I got this for Christmas from uh from my my dad's wife. And it was in my stocking and I'm like, Oh, this is so great. Thank you. Um, and then I kind of for- I forgot I had it. And then I was like, like putting away, like, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but you know, you kind of get Christmas stuff and you kind of put it in a pile and you're like, I'll deal with this later. And you know, whatever. Um, and I found this, I was like, Oh, cool. So I put it away. So when I was looking for a beer for tonight, you know, cause sometimes we like to go kind of theme. Um, this is doggy claws. So it is a Christmas slash Hanukkah themed oh, uh, beer called Doggy Claws. And uh It's a I barley thought, wine. Yeah, it's a barley wine. And I thought, you know, signing day is is kinda like Christmas
0: for well, football fans. So I thought I thought you were going we go. with I thought you were going with Rolo's recruiting hashtag Claws Out. Claws
1: Out. Oh, I could have done that too. See there we go. We got we got synergy working all over the place. The downside is the beer is okay.
0: Yeah, that's a beer for aging. Yeah. That is an American barley wine, probably yeah. very hoppy.
1: Yeah, it is right now. And and yeah. really boozy. So
0: Yeah, I, I have a couple of those from like twenty sixteen that I have okay. never opened. Yeah.
1: So probably did it wrong.
0: Oh well. It's yeah, right. those American barley wines they need to be thrown into barrels and yeah. aged. But, I should have, uh, I
1: should have, I should have left it where it was and found it in three years and been like, Hey, remember I got this for Christmas three years ago.
0: That's probably it, what is it, I should have done. Is it flat?
1: Yeah, pretty much. There's all a right. little, there's a little bit of carbonation to it, but not much. Nice. So yeah, it's all right. What do you got? You know, well, What'd you I also,
0: it? I also went with a Portland beer. Woo. Um, so I got something from upright brewing in Portland um, it's called Fantasia. Mm. Um, and it is a sour. Um, so it's. Fantasia is brewed each summer in casks full of fresh peaches, marrying themes from the Pajotan land and our own backyard. Mm. So uh, the Pajotin land, or I don't know how you pronounce it, um, it is in the region in Belgium where uh, Lambic is. Uh, Uh, made and so they're basically they're saying hey this is funky and uh, it's made with peaches from the northwest so and it definitely is funky it's beautiful Um, it's lightly carbonated it is an absolute banger of a beer I've had past iteration this is actually probably I've had this one too but not for a bit this is I think this is last year's version of it Um, it it is delicious um, just peachy funky um, wonderful beer upright brewery and I, I think i've had an upright beer on uh on here before but definitely if you're brewery touring and in uh in uh portland's definitely worth a stop a little basement brewery hangout um especially in summer if you want to get out of the sun for a second um but uh but just one of the best uh saison wilder producers Uh, On the West Coast, Uh, kind of a hidden gem. Not a lot of people seek them out that much, but they just create bangers over and over and over again. Um, And this is one of my favorites from them. It's delicious. And I just grabbed it because I had multiple bottles of it. And I was like, hey, I'm going to drink this. I don't remember if I've done an upright beer or not. I know I have for Baxter's beer, but I don't don't know. I don't think I've ever done it for this. But yeah, Fantasia, I don't really remember what Fantasia is about. Um it could be it could have something to do with signing day. I don't know. <laughs> um, the only thing
1: I remember about Fantasia is the you know the like the Mickey Wizard scene,
0: right? Yep. That's that's the only I think part. that's all anybody Anyone. remembers. Yeah. I I pulled, the, uh, I pulled up the I pulled up the uh the the Wikipedia for it just hoping for a synopsis, but there's not really uh it's, it's more of a it's
1: Well, there's not a plot like yeah, it's, it's not, just not a plot it's just a bunch of It's just of music happen. and animation like that's
0: all it is yeah it's cool yeah
1: it's also like i don't know like somebody's acid trip or something
0: but yeah 1940 acid trip it's kind of it yeah
1: <laughs> like it kind of is there i remember like when i was a kid like i watched it and i'm like this is kind of actually
0: scaring me a little Oh yeah, definitely scared the shit out of him. Was I'm shit. like,
1: the brooms are all like, you know, going around, and I'm like, uh, it's a little scary. But anyway,
0: yeah, that's I don't recruiting. know. Like you could, you could that's connect it to recruiting for you. It's you can connect a it to scary. recruiting.
1: It's a little scary, right? <laughs> uh, but a little magical.
0: <laughs> there we go. And there's Mickey as a wizard. And there's all the Mickey. Time.
1: You get Mickey as a wizard.
0: It's, which is a common recruiting refrain. Because it's definitely uh,
1: not weird that a mouse is a cool thing.
0: Yeah. Right? Hey, my daughter loves Mickey. Of course she does. Every kid loves Mickey
1: and Minnie. It's yeah. the highlight of our Make-A-Wish trip when we went to Disneyland. Tristan got a personal visit from Mickey and Minnie. He got to play checkers with Mickey. It was
0: pretty cool. Very cool.
1: Yeah. Hoops!
0: Hoops! Uh, Hoops!
1: Beat Arizona I mean, State!
0: Yeah! 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 We were hoping. We were hoping for. Yeah! You know, Suck on split, that,
1: Bobby Hurley.
0: A split this swing. Yeah! What a! What a game that was! Yeah! It was. Um, I don't know how many times you endure two uh, like ten zero plus runs in the second half and still yeah. win and still win. Yeah, but uh, I don't think uh, it's very often. And they they didn't score for a solid six minutes before, uh, or five or five minutes roughly that before LB hit, scored his last five points to win the game. Um, that yeah. was wild. Uh, excellent defensive performance. Uh, yeah. Uh, just, just wild, um, to finally get, you know, you know, well, the second time really in Pac-12 play CJ's had a huge shot you know, in, in, in crutch time. And he just basically, I mean, those last two shots he took were just all him Yep, Um, just created the shots and buried them. And we've seen him miss those shots, but he didn't not, not, not this weekend he, he hit them. And that was just, that was really fun. Cause you know, you, when you, when you got, they had that, that uh, big lead and then you just slowly watch it away cuz they were playing a right. defense still so the run that Arizona State went on just took forever. Yep. You know, it's a 5 plus minute 110 run. Yep. But it's but it just it's just slowly and then they finally take the lead and you're like shit. Like right. they've they've done it. <laughs> like they've gone and done it. Yep. Um but CJ saved their ass. Um as you know you'd hope your star would do. And uh yeah, just all around a stellar defensive performance. Um, you know, running on a really tight rotation, uh, really seven guys. They uh, because uh, Jazz Coons didn't play very much, um, three whole minutes. So really, yeah. they were running seven guys, and, and uh, five
1: Mark, guys played thirty plus.
0: Five guys played thirty plus, which I don't think has happened much this year. And and uh, you know, Rodman played fifteen. Markovetsky played ten um there i mean we saw he that's a little more than he's played and, and we saw that happen against arizona too um they're obviously feeling a little bit more comfortable with him um but yeah you know Ellaby wasn't like you know he had 27 uh it it uh it is his offensive rating was only 98 which kind of weird but i think it's the four turnovers yeah four probably. turnovers And uh, he missed a few more free throws than you. Well, the funny thing is he missed those two front ends right before he hit the last two shots. That was
1: like that was the crazy part was like, okay, he had the chance to really kind of, you know, salt the game away to some degree um, and then didn't. And you were like, oh, no, like this is it. Right. Um, And so then for him to come back from that to, uh, you know, make the game winner was, you know, pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. Pretty awesome story.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, um to get contributions from freshmen again, Robin had two threes, uh Markovetsky um had a couple buckets, played some tough minutes. Um yeah, that's nice to see uh, Noah had a little bit of a rough offensive game. Um, particularly turning the ball over. Yep. I think I think he's uh when he has the ball and when he's playing defense, I think the refs are kinda of watching him. So.
1: I do too. Like you get reputations, Pac-12 refs. They seem like more than anybody to buy into, you know, reputations with certain guys. Um, and Noah Williams seems to have gotten a reputation already, which is super shitty. <laughs> like he's a, he's a true freshman. Like we're going to be dealing with this for years of, you know, refs just screwing him over because they don't like him. So yeah,
0: but we gotta say the uh the defense that Gervais Robinson, Noah, and Bontan yeah. played on Remy Martin Huge was amazing. Huge. That and just... the
1: funny thing was like um, you know, he went out, you know, a couple of days later and just destroyed Washington. So you know, really good, uh, really, really excellent performance. I think Robinson was the one who was on him most of the time. Right. Um, so as as much as we bag on Gervais offense, and we do bag on Gervais offense um you know the reason why he's playing and you know he at times can be a really really strong uh good defender and, yeah. uh, and so lots your, of to, credit to, there
0: to his credit he was nearly a non-factor on offense to the point where he barely even touched the ball or shot the ball so mm-hmm. uh, you're talking about a seven percent possession percentage yeah took three That's, threes and that was yeah, it Yeah, that was it and obviously yeah if you, if you do that Whatever. But, yeah, it's yeah. that's obviously why he's on the floor, and that really paid off uh, in that game. And it was just awesome to see them get that win on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, Well, I felt like they
1: had – just one more quick thing. I felt like they had a really great game plan for dealing with Arizona State because Arizona State really only has, uh, you know, really two guys who can really hurt you. Um, You know, it's not to say they don't have other talented players. They definitely do. And I think – You know, uh, Jalen Graham uh, had a nice game. Alonzo Verge, you know, pretty nice game. Rob Edwards had a pretty nice game. But you know, when you look at their roster, you go, you know, Remy Martin, Romello White. You know, those are the two guys who can really, really hurt you. Right. Um, And so you try to figure out ways to deal really with those two guys, and particularly Remy Martin. You, You know, job number one is to to shut him down. Frustrate him, make him take yeah. uh, some difficult shots, and and they and he really only had did two assists too. It wasn't yeah, a shot. that was the thing. Like they not only did he not really score, but he also um, you know didn't really contribute a whole heck of a lot. Uh, you know, playmaking for other people, which is you know really kind of his specialty is getting to the lane and then either you know killing you with with a you know maybe a little floater, getting all the way to the rim, or you know finding an open guy. Um, he really wasn't able to do that. He had five turnovers. That's highly unusual for him. Um, you know, so they did a great job of dealing with him. And then of course, Romello white, um, you know, didn't really destroy us. He had 11 rebounds, but, um, you know, didn't really, uh, you know, he only ended up with 15 points, you know, never, never felt like we were completely overmatched against him, which. Is you know something I was kind of worried about because you know guys like him we've we've struggled with you know physical athletic dudes in the front court. Um, I say so. there
0: was a there was a time that uh, Markovetsky got it down low and he was wide open and he doesn't have much lift or he's just not. Not that confident in his ability, to, and he kind of went up at the basket, yeah. and White jumped over him, hit the ball, but it bounced in the. He knocked it <laughs> off the backboard. That was there. pretty funny. I was like, "Yeah, difference in athleticism, yeah. right there." You yeah. got the six eight guy skying over the yeah, yeah. seven one guy, but <laughs> but yeah, obviously uh, that's that's you know some of the limitations you see with Markovitzky yeah. is is that that foot yep. speed and that athleticism, yeah. but you know sometimes. Just his size is a great
1: Yeah. I mean in that game, totally, his size was an asset. Like just being big made a difference. You know, I mean he played, you know, ten minutes the and we'll talk about Arizona a sec, but you know, his minutes are going up. He he's doing some stuff. Um, you know, sometimes just being big. If you can just be big and, you know, don't get in foul trouble and don't get yourself completely out of position, you know, you can you can do some things and that's really what he did last weekend. So yeah, I, super job on Remy Martin. Super job on Ramelo White. Uh, made some other guys beat him, and 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 those guys couldn't, you know, couldn't do enough, couldn't do enough to beat him. So, yeah, really, really awesome win. Um, because I think we all knew what was coming on on Saturday. So, uh, really, really nice to get to get that one in the pocket. Um, you know, and hold Arizona State to sixty-five points and seventy-six possessions. Um. Just really, just a game that you walk away from, going, yeah, like that is so good, such a good win for this team.
0: Yeah, and I don't, I don't think we need to talk too much about the Arizona game. Uh, we, we, <laughs> no, you don't we, want to break talked, that down. <laughs> we talked quite a bit about how this was. Pretty like much athletics. everything
1: we said is exactly what happened.
0: Well, I will say that uh, I didn't. You know, I didn't. I didn't expect Stone Gettings to shred them in the middle of a zone that they were that playing. That is true. They, but the yeah. reason they were playing that zone is just because they could not match up athletically one on one, right? Right. With Nico Mannion and and Najee Zeke Najee and yeah, um, it, so they were. Uh, I mean, and Najee did didn't
1: it. even have that huge of a game.
0: Neither, neither the offensively Mannion. They, anyway. Mannion and Najee weren't that great, but they didn't need to be. No. Um. You know, obviously Stone Gettings hitting his shots, so they're good and and. Uh, but really overall, a, a good uh, – against a very – one of the top uh, – another top 15 type, you know, top 10 type offense. Yeah, one of the uh, best
1: d- offensive teams in the entire country.
0: And, and WSU holds them to 1.02 points per possession. Um, that's that's a really good number against that team, especially given the athletic overmatch. Um, honestly, like if you would have told me beforehand that's what they're going to allow, I thought it would have been a little bit yeah. closer. But we did think that WC would really struggle – to score um they probably struggled a little more from deep uh they they did a little bit better on um getting looks on the inside than i thought they would those that three-point shooting you could tell um sean miller and arizona staff was like they are not beating us from the three-point line and they locked it down like they were not getting open looks um, you can lament that WSU wasn't, but they really like a lot of their three-point shots were tough and and often non-existent. And so it was, you know, it was just a, it was a tough. Oh, you know, Bontem one of five, Lb one of four, bunch of zeros. Henson came in and hit one late in garbage time, but it's just, um, yeah, that was just a real tough matchup offensively, and yeah, it was not a good yeah. offensive performance.
1: Getting to the rim was an impossible task in that game. And then, and I think the thing that actually disrupted them maybe even a little more than that was, Uh, they've gotten real good at, you know, running, you know, they'll do like a dribble handoff weave thing. Uh, they'll do a continuity ball screen thing, um, that are designed, you know, they're designed for a couple things, but they often result in, you know, Jeff Pollard rolling to the basket or somebody rolling to the basket. Right. And, and you get a nice little look of somebody rolling to the basket. Um, Arizona's length was just like, I mean, the passing lanes were just, you know, we didn't have a ton of turnovers, which was good. Um, but you know, had we tried to force some passes into places where we normally like to pass the ball, we would have had more turnovers. You could see them looking, you know, for, for these passes that they normally can make and they just could not make them like they, they just looked and went, there's nothing there. And so they, you know, try to try to three or, you know, recycled the ball and try it again. I mean, it just, just not a lot of places to go. And, you know, C.J. Ellaby, for for the things that he's really good at, um, he's just not a guy who's going to break down a defense, you know. So he's, you know, playing against, uh, and this is where I wonder, we could probably talk about this another time, but, you know, when I, I wonder about if he's going to the NBA at the end of this year, I just kind of look and go, eh, you know, I guess a team like Arizona that's full of guys with NBA athleticism. Uh, you know, he couldn't really do a whole lot and he was, he was really, you know, sort of, uh, left with jump shots and, you know, intermediate twos and, and three pointers. And, you know, maybe when he goes to the NBA, that's all he's going to shoot anyway, because you know, maybe that'll be his role as, you know, a three and D guy or whatever. But, um, you know, just, you know, it was real, real tough for them to find space to, to get off any kind of high percentage shot. Um, and that's a real testament to Arizona, you know, I mean, they, Uh, You know, Sean Miller's definitely taken his lumps over the last couple of years, uh, you know, with the whole with the FBI stuff and, you know, some other things. But, you know, he's put together a team. Uh, I think that's better than most people realize. Uh, I think you know they look at their record. We talked about this last week. You know, I mean they, you know, their Ken Palm rankings a lot higher than their record would suggest, and that has a lot to do with uh, you know close losses. Um, some people really were like, oh, they can't win on the road. Well, then they they, they win B. Washington. They beat the tar out of us, and so um, they got what was, if you can believe this. I don't know if you saw this, but they that was the first road sweep for any team in the conference this year yeah that's just pretty wild, so um so yeah you know I mean Arizona's really, really good, no shame at all in in losing them the way we did um you know, there will be other days you know to fight again, and you know we mentioned the uh the five uh the five thirty minute players against Arizona state. I did go back and look the other time we did that was against Oregon State, and I yeah, think that's there's it felt like it yeah, and I think so I think there's a little bit of a thing like hey, games that are really winnable th- they're gonna ride those horses you know, for, for that game and see if they can, you know, see if they can pull one off. Um, you know, the other games that are maybe a little dicier is where they've maybe tried to mix and match a little bit more. And,
0: Wait, uh, yeah. And, and Arizona got up 16 in this game with yeah. about, we were winning, we were winning for a while. A fifth. Yeah. They were at seven point lead right out the, right out the gate that yeah. were, the, the defense was incredible. They, yeah. they were forcing Arizona into tough shots, but they were just having to play so hard. And then, yep. I think you saw that on the offensive side, uh, that that uh, uh, they just didn't have the energy and 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 they just didn't have the, you know, they, they didn't have the matchups to you know Pollard has a tough time against like these really athletic bigs to get you know finishing and and um, you know like I talked about Stone Gettings he's not a particularly inside player but he's still big and athletic and 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 if they want to have him you know, locked down on the inside. Well, he certainly can. Um, but yeah, they went on that fourteen zero run after WSU started fifteen eight, And then it was, uh, it was just kind of, you know, coast into the finish from there. Like it was just kind of a slow, a slow build of the lead. Um, there wasn't a lot of huge runs from then, but uh, just little, you know, five, six point pops and um, they would uh, build the lead. And I, I think you saw a lot of guys, kind of younger guys playing towards the end. Yeah. Um, You're just kind of hoping, hey, let's not, let's not look at... It's not... Like, if, if you look at... It was... You know, the Arizona's win probability was at 98% um, at about, uh, you know, 13 and change. Yeah. And didn't, it didn't dip below that. The rest I of mean, the there game. was definitely
1: an element of the team. The team definitely looked like they felt like they really didn't have a chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There haven't been very many times this year where the team has looked like that. Yeah.
0: Once they went on that early uh, scoring drought, like nearly, it was what, like eight minutes where they, to get from 15 to 17, there's seven minutes. Right. And, and so that I think that was really kind of a spirit breaker. We are up 15-8, you're feeling good, and then you just don't score for seven minutes.
1: And it and, wasn't and, even so much that they didn't score, it was the way they weren't scoring. Yeah. Like they just, everything they were trying just didn't have a chance. Right. You know, it's not like you're just missing open shots. You missing missing open shots, you're missing open shots. But they were just like, I mean, they weren't even getting open shots. They, they couldn't find any, they couldn't find any open shots. Like, like it was, yeah, it, it was, it, it reminded me of when, um, you know, Bennett ball was at its finest with us where you, you, we would see this on the other side, right? Like you'd watch the other team and there would just come a point where they just realized like, fuck, we can't do anything. You know, like we, there is nothing and they just get exhausted from trying. And then, then that's when, you know, you break their spirit and then, you know, you really kind of pull away from them. I I felt like that happened to us a little bit, uh, in that game where they just kind of went, you know, nothing, nothing's working. And they were trying, they were really trying and just nothing was happening. And, and eventually, you know, you, you know, they're human, uh, you know, you just get to a point where you're just like. Whatever. I can't do anything.
0: Right. And so I said we wouldn't talk about it very much. but then There we go. go. We so, talked about uh, it. Um, but yeah. So next game.
1: It's worth talking it. about in the context of Washington because Washington poses a lot of the same issues on, their, yeah. on the defensive end.
0: Yeah. For sure. Defensive end. Uh, Washington's been pretty bad offensively recently. Um, they lost some guys and they just don't. They haven't been as good. Um, but, uh, um, we, we know that, um, but yeah, so, um, guys like Isaiah Stewart, Jada McDaniels, really good athletic dudes on that defense. Um, and that's, uh, you know, put, you know, Hamir Wright and, uh, uh, Jamal Bay, that's just like length and athleticism and, uh, big guys in that playing that zone, um, so really uh i wcu hasn't played many zones this year from what i recall um so i i imagine there's going to be some adjustment um they do have a, a you know a nice 8 days uh gap between their last game um but uh but yeah it's 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 tough you know it's it's the athleticism again and really given that the, the, the way UW plays their zone, it, it really makes it difficult to drive or um, create in any way. Um, and they actually uh, defend the three-point line and don't give up as many threes as you would expect from a zone. Um, so it's, it's, it's not a, you know uh, like the old uh, Gonzaga zone where they would just let teams bomb away from three and sometimes would we'll get beat up because of that uh this is a is a much more active zone and, and it's uh they're seventh in the country in 2 point percentage allowed and uh third in blocked shot percentage so uh they're getting their hands on things they're making it tough to score and we obviously are a team that gets our shots blocked a lot and really struggle to score inside the 2 point inside the 3 point line so um it, it, offensively this doesn't feel like it's going to be a great game for the Cooks unless no they just feel like bombing away from 3 cuz it's a big game and you know and i will say um i will say like UW is two and eight in conference which is great um but uh that really kind of isn't indicative of uh their talent level i think uh even with the injuries uh if you look at some of these losses ot lost to oregon ot lost to cal um you know one point lost loss to utah yeah, close close losses to UCLA, Stanford, um Arizona and Arizona State. Um really the only game they've been blown out in was Colorado. Um the other, you know, and then there two And even that was
1: only 14 points. Like that yeah. wasn't a total. And
0: they And they uh, they they spanked USC, um really gave them trouble um and beat Oregon State. So, but it's obviously they haven't won um away from home outside of beating or I haven't won a true road game outside of beating Hawaii. So, you know, maybe they just suck on the road and we play better at home, but, um, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, I don't don't think it's it's going to be really tough. tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough offensively for sure. Um, but yeah. And I, and I think, um, defensive, like when on defensively, not as like, not, not quite as tough, uh, but they still just that athleticism could cause trouble. Isaiah Stewart definitely will um, cause trouble. Yeah, He's but a load. He's going to be tough for Pollard and company to, to guard. Um, yeah. He's, he's a real good player and, and uh, Jaden McDaniels is pretty inconsistent, but he's been, he yeah has he
1: barely spurts. played against Arizona state, which yeah. was weird.
0: Yeah. He's, but he has these spurts where he looks like the five-star recruit that he is. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, that's uh they have some tough. They have a ton of athleticism, a lot like Arizona. Um, they're not as good as Arizona, obviously. Um,
1: what they don't have, though, is a point guard.
0: No, they do not, and that has killed their offense. Like that's their
1: biggest issue. So you know, Quade Green ends up uh, academically ineligible, and they they literally. I don't. I don't know how you go into a season with one person who can play point guard. That seems a little. Uh, seems like a bad strategy. To have you know, really one person who can run the offense, but that is what uh, that is what Hopkins elected to do. And so when he got academically ineligible, now they're they're trying to like piece it together with a bunch of combo guys. And uh, Marcus Sojonis is actually playing okay in that role a little bit, but but they definitely don't have a point guard. Um, and so if there's anything that makes me feel really good about this game, it's that you know Kyle Smith will have had an entire week to prepare for this. Um, an entire week to put together a game plan, um, designed around, you know, an offense that, you know, there's only so much we're going to be able to do offensively. Like, like that's gonna, that's gonna largely come down to, you know, do we hit some shots? Probably not going to get to the rim a whole lot. Probably going to get some shots blocked. Like, like that's, that's, that's probably going to happen. Um, I don't know if there's a whole lot of game planning there. Uh, but on the other end, defensively, you know, we've, we've seen, we just talked about it, right. That you know they can put together a good uh, good defensive game plan to to try and take away what um what the other team's trying to do. Um you know they'll put something together to to deal with Isaiah Stewart. And you know without a without a point guard, you know I, I do I do wonder if uh if Washington's going to have a lot of answers for um whatever we're going to try to do. I mean I joked on Twitter last weekend that you know this game's going to be a race to 50. Um and it might be. <laughs> we'll see. It might yeah.
0: be. And. U Dub is not, you know, they, they 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 had some bad turnover games with when uh, when Akwade was playing, but uh, since he has been out, they have had some real bad turnover numbers against Stanford. Yep. I guess against teams that can force them, Stanford, Utah, Colorado, and that would Arizona. be huge to
1: get some easy buckets without you know trying to penetrate that zone. Yep, Arizona yeah, Arizona yeah. State made a lot of hay that way. So
0: I think I'm hoping that maybe uh, well, I, one thing that you could do and that you can always do against UW is crash the glass. Yeah, and they're just they're just inherently a bad uh, defensive rebounding team because of because um, they play zone the zone all the time. Um, it's just going to be interesting if, uh, if if Smith has went away from that as we've talked about in in Pac-12 play. Um, he's went away from crashing the glass, I think, just because they're. They're they're just low on guys, can't risk the fouls, and they've really just been like, hey, we got to get back on defense, we got to play defense. Um, yeah, so it, so it'll be interesting if he maybe goes back to because they were doing that early in the season, they were crashing the glass more. Uh, they've definitely been opportunistic about it. Um, there's definitely an opportunity here. Uh, yep. UW is one of the worst defensive rebounding teams in the country because they play zone. Um, you can definitely get some second chances. Um, it's also you know, do you feel like you can finish on that second chance? But obviously I think WSU would be looking more for a kick out three yep. type opportunity because, yep, for uh, sure. um, I think, uh, uh, you know, Stewart and, and crew will just swat them out to oblivion. Um, if they try to go right back up with it. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I don't, I feel better about this game than I did, you know, a month ago or, you know, however, however long before. Yeah. Uh, uh, quite green went down and I just, uh, it, it, they could just because they just don't play offense well anymore. Yeah. Um, they, they, they're, you know, just a little bit better than WSU in Pac-12 play yeah. at, at offense, which is wild. Uh, yeah. And, um, with so all they,
1: those four star and five star recruits they've got
0: and they're, they've given it away at the highest rate in uh impact 12 play yeah uh so that's um it, interesting enough they've also shot the most uh highest percentage of threes um wc's pretty good at shutting that down so if that's a big part of their offense wsu could um potentially theoretically uh limit them in that way although i think they'll probably feed inside just because of the uh the matchups I, I think they'll go inside more than they do uh more than they have in impact 12 play um that's assuming hopkins knows what he's doing I, I i think he might i don't know but uh it is pretty um, wild
1: I, though they're ninth in two point percentage in yeah, pack 12 play it's, that's like it's really, that's so
0: bad i mean that's really surprising i mean that's that comes down like uh
1: when you've got like, isaiah stewart
0: yeah yeah, you know. I think yeah, that's you know some of the other guys just aren't good finishers. McDaniel's and yeah, I mean he's he's so skinny. Yeah, um, he's six nine two hundred. Like he, yeah, that's wild. Like so he's he when he gets inside, he's getting pushed around it and and he doesn't like he's not a big time. Like he doesn't go inside too much. So he's shooting a lot of uh, jumpers. Yep. and uh, so that that kills their two point percentage quite a bit. And yeah, it's um, yeah, it's wild. that You know, well, obviously Stewart's been good inside, but, uh, they really don't have another one, but, but against WSU again, uh, some of those guys, you know, like stone gettings, Arizona, Arizona, that they, they may be just because they're bigger and they might find an easier way. Um, definitely not. Um, or I, I say, I will say, uh, Isaiah Stewart, um, he, his two point percentage has dipped quite a bit in, uh, in, pack 12 play so maybe quite a green not being there to help set him up has has had a big impact cuz he's dipped down to 50% um 50 he's only shooting 50% from the field in pack 12 play um and he uh shoots a lot of layups so yeah not, and dunks yeah 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 so so yeah um he was he's at 58% overall for the season and only 50% in in league play so um yeah so again uh there's definitely a better opportunity for yep. WSU in this yep. than there probably was a couple of months ago. And and yeah, I think, you know, given that it's they have the home court, um, I don't really like that Sunday, 3 o'clock. I You know, I wish it was on a Saturday game. Yeah. it's um, probably get a little better crowd, at least people traveling and stuff. But hopefully the students come. I think the students will come out because it is U-Dub. Um, usually, even in the worst, worst years, people come out to watch U-Dub. I, I think maybe... With the exception being the last couple of years of Ernie Ken, I think students had totally checked out. But um, yeah, I'm hoping they have a decent crowd. Uh, most of the, Most of the lower bowl tickets are sold, so that's great. Um, hopefully, hopefully uh, they'll at least have have a you know feel because obviously that helped them out you know against Oregon State and, and other teams. So obviously they are. Um, I don't know what. Putting George Raveling's names in the rafters or, or retiring his name. No, I don't know what they're doing with George Raveling, but they're honoring yeah. him.
1: Yeah, I think I think they're going to put his name in the rafters.
0: I think. Yeah. I think. I don't know.
1: It's some sort of honor. Yeah. Well-deserved.
0: It's yeah. great. Yeah, it's cool. Like, I, yeah, I wish I could make it, but I, I don't really want to do that Sunday night coming back. Yeah. Um, and I really would only be able to go over on Sunday morning. So, so I already uh, put my tickets on StubHub and sold them, actually. So, there you so, go. So there is some demand for this game. I was definitely sold them for more than I've sold them for the other games. So, nice. so hopefully, you know, people will go. And, nice. That's uh, good. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Um, it's kind of weird to only have one game to talk about. Uh, it's kind of weird to go that that long of a stretch without playing UW to start a Pac-12 season.
1: Yeah, normally um, but, we seem to play them really early.
0: Yeah, yeah, often the first right off the bat, like in Seattle. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's uh, – because, you know, it's funny. Like, we're playing Arizona State. In Arizona, they've already played each other twice, and so they had two less Pac-12 games.
1: Yeah, Stanford and Cal did that too. It's yeah. very weird.
0: Yeah, so that that's kind of how they uh, – I guess they decided to space out because, uh, yeah, because – we usually you, you know in the past you'd play one rivalry game in the front half and one in the second half maybe it's cuz the more teams uh they've just found it to do it this way but yeah obviously we have um dub twice in the last uh eight eight games of the conference season Well, twice within six games so yeah um yeah all right so we got we got you dub we're going on the road we'll talk about that next week yeah uh, um but yeah so um, I'm just glad they got that Arizona win. Honestly, keep, keeps you afloat a bit. Yep. Um, and honestly, if they, if they could get, if they could get a, a win, I think a win would be huge against UW because they only have two home games left. Yep. Um, and, uh, if I, I think they're both winnable, uh, Cal being the more winnable one, but, uh, uh, the road games are looking pretty tough down the stretch. So uh, getting this one would be huge. Yep. Um just to kinda uh pad that record and, and Yeah.
1: And fan excitement. For... You know, I mean there's yeah. there's gonna be people there and um yeah, people pay obviously, more attention. Yeah. Obviously these yeah. things don't totally carry over because we the crowds last weekend were not spectacular on Yeah, the I was at the Arizona game. Yeah.
0: I was at the Arizona game and I the student there wasn't really that many students there yeah. honestly and it was it was kind of interesting. I so I guess it's going to take some time. I guess Arizona has lost some of the poll it used to have. That was like an automatic. Oh, you got to go to the Arizona game. It's Arizona. Well, but they haven't I guess been I very good for a
1: few it. years. Yeah.
0: yeah, but yeah. So that that was a, the crowd was it wasn't terrible, um, but it wasn't wasn't great. Um, and I, I think the you know the the flow of the game kind of killed some of the enthusiasm. It was big at the start, but then you know once they went on that run and yeah. it was. It was done uh, i I'd, we had a group there and and p- people took shifts uh we had some kids and so we watched the kids and people take shifts just drinking beers um I watched the whole game, but um so I was often the babysitter um so everyone else could go drink it in the, <laughs> in the uh the drinking and area. and
1: what were the reviews of the beer garden
0: Oh, uh, i well, I've been there a couple times now and and it's uh it's pretty, it's fine. I mean, it kind of sucks that you can't see the game at all. Um, but, uh, but I think people liked being able to have some beers and you can see the games on the TV. I was going to say, do they yeah. at least
1: have monitors there for you where you can?
0: They do have the monitors. Uh, when the women's game I went to where they had it, the women's game was not on TV, I think. And so it wasn't on the monitors. <laughs> but, uh, whoops. But the, uh, but the, the men's game, um, was on the monitor so they could follow it. I don't think many of my friends were following it. Um, I think they were just in Pullman to have a good time. But we had a good time. One of our friend's birthdays, it was, she had never been, she went to uh, uh, Seattle Pacific and, and she had never been to Pullman. Uh, but she's been indoctrinated in the Cougs just because she has so many Coug friends now. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so She realized what she her. missed. Yeah. And the first time for her, then her, her uh, husband is, uh, went to Central and he's like, just it, it took him like moments he's like this is completely different he's he's like this is wild like we, we well we just went to the we went we went to the coog and we had a nice session in the coog before the game uh-huh and uh you know we were just pitchers after pitchers and it's funny they they live in west seattle and when when they were you know getting the tabs they were like this is so cheap i'm like yeah that's a great great thing about coming to pullman too it's like it's pretty cheap to drink yep um but yeah, we had nice. We stayed at the Residence Inn for the first time. Ooh, uh, that was pretty nice. Fancy. Uh, we just, we just, uh, we 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 bummed a Our friends had an extra bed, and they're like, "Oh, come come stay with us." I'm like, "Sure." Um, As if so, you'd yeah, ever turn that down. Yeah, and so it was a. Uh, yeah, that was nice uh, to stay in a hotel that doesn't have a smell. And, uh,
1: <laughs> uh, How dare you besmirch the name of Nindels?
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, that's pretty pretty nice uh, hotel there. There, uh, residence and um, obviously it's where uh, um, it seems the U- Idaho athletics also like when visiting teams come in, they uh-huh. stay there as well. Okay, because um, the Northern Arizona basketball women's basketball team was there, um, so they obviously put put them up in Pullman and then because that's I, I guess those two hotels are probably the nicest in the area yeah. at this point. Yeah, um, new, newest for sure, nicest and newest. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was, it was nice to stay there. Um, uh, you know, we got to use a pool and, and all sorts of fun stuff Ooh. like that. And
1: I'll bet B uh, was having a grand time.
0: Yeah. It's funny. We were, we were every plan to take, uh, the friends out, you know, to, to, uh, like Valhalla and stuff and, and, and to Mike's a dance in the cage. But then everyone was just drinking a little too much and we're all a little too old. And it was Like, <laughs> like, eh. like we don't need to go anywhere. <laughs>
1: everybody's like we can do this and then it was like 11 o'clock and everybody went
0: uh never mind (laughs) i will say we got some great butch time with the kids uh we got a great picture of the group which i put on my yeah i saw some of that um but so what happened is uh, my friend marnie just um you know she was feeling good and she walks down we were in that section in the corner uh section 28 and it's funny i still i i I don't think i'm going to go to a game for the rest of the year so i don't think i i didn't sit in my season tickets the whole year um so because i i our friends had some extra tickets and so i just sat with them so it didn't matter um so uh, we but she goes down to the section butch is like dancing with the you know the cheerleaders and stuff and she just screams like hey butch and then she like makes like a baby cradling like motion and then points and does it again and points and butch looks at her and does the baby cradle and he comes straight up to our section and uh gets all pictures and you know gives b a hug it's fantastic b was just hell yeah butch butch comes up to her and she just freezes like she doesn't know what to do she's she's in the presence of a celebrity man i know like she knows who butch is yeah uh, for sure butch on tv
1: uh, butch on
0: you know back home at football, butch at well, football, football games. games like yeah she she know and she has she has two different you know like cougar stuffed animals that we call butch they're both butch and and she there's little butch and big butch and uh, or well you know for her if something's little it's baby baby butch and big butch um but so she was so excited it was you know a fun moment as a parent you know just to see her get all excited and you're also excited because you get to take a picture with butch and sometimes that's hard to get but basketball games is a little easier and it was pretty cool how my friend just flagged him down and he totally came up he might have awesome. bored i don't know well, yeah, we got we, we got some good pictures and
1: we'll just assume he yes. saw your daughter and thought she was and, so
0: cute yeah and despite the the loss uh it was a you know another fun fun weekend in Pullman. yeah uh, well it's OP always got, good
1: when you know like you're already expecting the loss, yeah. you know, like,
0: well, that's what I said. My friends, I was just like, because to... you know, obviously, <laughs> you're like, we're gonna
1: get killed. I'm sorry, so uh, that allows you to when... enjoy
0: it when you're dealing with people like me or you. Your friends are like, uh, is this gonna ruin the night? Like is is he going to be grouchy right 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 No, I mean these are some some of these people I've been friends with since I was at WSU, and they've definitely seen that. Like <laughs> me, just be an absolute <laughs> grumpy motherfucker. You and I can like, be
1: such assholes when our team is uh, lost. Yeah, We're we yeah. can be so, terrible.
0: But I was just after the game. I'm like, don't worry, guys. This is pretty much exactly what I thought <laughs> was going to happen. I'm not worried about it. Like, I'm just happy we got to be at the game. I love that. Love being run. in Pullman. Yeah. We're doing yeah. great. But yeah, so it was great. Oh, B got to go to um, Cougar Country for the first time. It's been her fourth time in Poland, but we've just not been able to make it the first three times. So um, she was over the moon about French fries and uh, ice cream. Um, did barely touched her chicken strips, but uh, um, you know she had that French fries and ice cream uh, lunch, which is always a, a good one.
1: Always a winner.
0: Yeah. I couldn't get her to try the fry sauce though. She was oh. giving the side eye to that. I was like, oh. "It's ketchup," and she's like, "That's not ketchup." Like, <laughs>
1: she's like, "Ketchup is red, Dad." Yeah,
0: she's like, that "That's doesn't not look ketchup. Like ketchup." What
1: are you talking about? You can't fool
0: me, so silly like, daddy. More fry sauce for me. Yeah, I yeah, but yeah, it was good. Good trip to Pullman. That was that was, that was fun. Every trip to Pullman's um, a good trip to Pullman. Yeah, it was it was real nice just to get it. You know uh, get, get one of the, get another one of those in, in the winter. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, uh, I thought we were going to be out of town maybe for the weekend of spring game, but now we know the spring game. Thanks yeah. to PAC 12 network. April 25th. It's going to be April 25th. And yeah, I definitely can go. Hell um, yeah. We're going, I already, already booked that quality in room. Oh, look at you. Um, you know, uh, and yeah, so I'm excited for that. That's another, another trip to Pullman to look forward to. um, and uh Another podcast
1: one. versus everyone live show. I'm this sure this time we'll
0: have our. This time you'll remember the mixing. Yeah, board I'll remember the mixing we'll, board this time. So you, we can hear, and we'll have four microphones.
1: Yeah, we it's going to be.
0: Now, man, it's just going to be it's one hell of an operation. Yeah, yeah. It'll be our first
1: look at the running. Uh, we'll have more time talk about this,
0: but. Well, I'm yeah, excited about it. It's going to be right. fun.
1: Yeah, this fun. weekend.
0: I Hope some of y'all are going out to watch the Cougs play Washington. Yeah, I wish
1: I was. That'd be fun. Yeah,
0: I wish I was. I definitely considered uh, doing it out and back on Sunday with B, but I think yeah. Amanda would be like, "Why are you doing that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to sit in my basement and have
0: beer." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna just gonna watch it on the old television. Yeah,
1: I need yeah. a weekend where I just. Don't do anything. Yeah, that,
0: that that was part of it, too. I'm like, I don't want to go somewhere again. <laughs> like it's My, week my
1: last row. month has been every waking moment grading essays and finally submitted my grades earlier this week for first semester. So I'm like, yeah, now's a good time to not do anything and get behind on
0: grading again.
1: But <laughs> I'll be nice and rested when I'm behind on grading again
0: this time. So. At least at least you know yourself at this point. I you're do. like you, you don't go, oh Yo. I'm gonna stay up with grading Yo, I this spent, semester. You listen, know that you're I spent
1: so it. many years trying to tell myself that. <laughs> I'm like I've been teaching for fifteen years now, man. I know how it goes. Like there's no
0: you're not gonna change. There are no
1: more illusions. I, I went through so many years being like, "This is the year I'm gonna be more on top of my grading."
0: Well, when you've gotten away with it for so long, that, like, why yeah. would you change? There's, like, some, if, truth. If, There's if, some truth. There's some truth to that too. If, if, There's if, a like, reason
1: why I don't teach AP. Those those kids and those parents would murder me for oh, how long yeah. it takes me to grade stuff. So, yeah, I. So I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy my uh, I'm gonna enjoy my peaceful weekend. And I was looking at my calendar. This this week has been super busy too, and. I was looking at my calendar and I'm like, man, we don't have shit going on on Saturday or Sunday. This is fantastic.
0: So I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to
1: do nothing.
0: Yeah, I have nothing. Yeah. Um, Amanda was Amanda has to work this weekend. She's like, know. what are you doing? What are you going to do with B? And I'm like, I don't know. Nothing.
1: We did nothing think about, I don't know. Maybe we might do this. We were talking about maybe driving up to Mount Rainier and going sledding, going uh, yeah, that sounds it, going inner tubing, so.
0: That sounds fun. I don't know.
1: Maybe you should come bring b
0: nah (laughs) uh, no i don't want to drive and i don't want to be cold (laughs) all right yeah fair enough yeah i'm just gonna probably have some beers uh gonna eat some bad food because that's what we do on the weekends eat eat very little during the week and then Because I have learned with the dieting, uh, there's a a theory around having, uh, you know, peak days like where you eat more on the weekends so that your body doesn't get used to eating such a tiny amount of calories and then you stop losing weight. Right. Um, And actually that's worked out. You know, I think that's the kind of genesis of the cheat day. Um, And I I think that's worked out pretty well. There you go. I don't find myself hit. Well, I've had to redo redoing the diet after gaining so much weight over the holidays. So
1: yeah, that's, that's how it goes for most everyone.
0: That's okay. I'm uh, I'm enjoying. Them running, training for a half marathon, doing all that fun stuff. Yeah. It's but the, the hard thing for our Western and Washington listeners will um, appreciate this is if you want to go run outside. Oh my god! Is finding a a time. Yeah, where you're not going to get dumped on. That's why
1: I yeah. haven't that's 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 why I'm like ridiculously out of shape right now because I'm like I, re- I refuse to make myself miserable while I go for a run. Like I just yeah. w- like I just won't do it. Like I'll just I'll look outside. I'll be like, I I can't now we've had his yeah, rain for three months. So
0: so we have the gym membership. So I just uh, I roll with the the treadmill when I can. But there's only so long you can do on a treadmill uh, like
1: that sucks, too. Like it's horrible. Like, I'll go to the Y and I'll run on in their indoor track, but it's, like, boring as hell. Like, you know, I can only do that so much before I'm like, eh,
0: forget it. I'm very good at small goals on the treadmill. That is good. Like, just do two minutes, two more minutes, and then, oh, yeah, you can do two more. You can do two more. You do two more. Um, I trick myself into um, running for longer because if you're just like, oh, God, I got to run on this treadmill for 45 minutes, you're just going to be like, fuck, no. I'm not going to sit in that same place for 45 minutes. Of course, you do that all the time, staring at your phone, but whatever. Um, the phone's engaging. It can be. They, they got those little TVs. I've been watching a lot of college basketball on the treadmill. It's That's nice. good. Um, but yeah. I suck at All that. right, man. All right. Well, rate us, review us. Episode 69 nice. in the books. <laughs> nice. One might say we if you listen now, you took episode sixty nine to completion.
1: <laughs> Way to lean in on that one. Oh dear. Explicit.
0: Podcast. Explicit. Explicit. Explicit content. motherfucking podcast. <laughs> um yeah, rate us rate us five stars. Follow especially. us on
1: Twitter, send us an email. Ask us oh, a question. You, we might if, actually answer it if we were If you
0: want to send us an email, it's podcast versus. When was the last the, time
1: you checked the email?
0: Oh, I, ch- I have it. It feeds in. There oh, on okay. My phone, All right. right. Okay. Yeah, okay. So okay. I, All right. So I was just thinking,
1: like maybe there's like ten emails in there with questions from the last like three months that.
0: Well, now I'm gonna check because <laughs> it's supposed to just feed into my other inbox.
1: I'm sure it is. I'm sure. No, it's Yeah. Fine.
0: No one sent an email. All right.
1: Well, send us an email. We're lonely.
0: The only emails I get is when you log into the podcast versus everyone Twitter from a different place, and it goes. <laughs> we noticed a login. to You noticed crowd. a is login. You?
1: you got like eighteen notices for logins.
0: Yeah, I get like one of those a day, I think. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, but yeah, please uh, send us an email. Um, I actually engage quite a bit with the people that send us emails, so um, yeah, and leave us a review. Um, do all that fun stuff. Yeah. If we get more reviews, so we can start reading them on on the podcast leave something funny be clever um whatever uh and raise five stars yeah please please do and listen again next week that's right
1: go Cougs, craig
0: go kooks.